0: All right, everyone, it is Valentine's Day, and it is 10 p.m. Do you know where your significant other is? It's time for the Doe Show! Play the music! (music) Doe! Of the dough show guys i am johnny p as always your host and with me as per usual is alex mackley and ryan burke and uh if you're listening to this when we plan on posting it then both mine and ryan's birthdays have passed so happy birthday ryan
1: happy birthday john
0: thanks buddy you guys did it one more time around we the did sun. It. one more time around the sun one of my friends actually i could just say the name uh leonard he was like hey how's it feel to be in your last day of your 20s i was like i'm gonna be 31 buddy he's like fuck i forgot i was 31 <laughs> 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 so it's getting about that time where just the, the days just kind of fucking stumble by you know it meld
1: together and it doesn't matter Can you
0: believe that like not so long ago it was christmas i feel like we just did the christmas episode right it's crazy happy new year happy new year yeah we did the new years we did the christmas actually we didn't do a new year's episode we, sk- we skittled right on past that one. We were sick. Of- after doing Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we were like, fuck the New Year's. We'll just take a little break. And now we're on to Valentine's Day. So we are doing the Ooh. Simpsons Valentine's Day loose guide, I think is what we call it. Right, Ryan?
1: The loose guide.
0: Keeping it loosey-goosey. You got to put the Simpsons in there, though, or else people are just like, loose guide to Valentine's? What the fuck is this about?
2: We'll teach you how to get laid.
0: <laughs> we teach you about the ins and outs of the
2: Valentine's game you do believe me you don't want me to teach you that i will you will not learn any good lessons like
0: <laughs> it's funny you say that because i was like this might be a good time for uh alex to give us the ins and outs of what valentine's day actually is <laughs> let me guess it was the pagans no i'm just kidding
2: no this is actually one of the few christian holidays that starts out uniquely christian it's one oh. of the few ones um
0: Congratulations, it's, guys. Oh, it's
2: from around the uh the about the third century current era in the Roman Empire. Um Mr. Valentine, he was a
0: uh, a saint?
2: He was a saint, not a saint, yeah. No, this
0: was pre-saint? This is pre-sainthood. And uh, you're talking about Romans, those are the become a saint. The Romans are the ones that make up all the goofy ass numerals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The num- the numeral guys. Yeah,
1: the ones you don't
0: understand. I can read them now. XXVI is 26. Okay.
1: Just because you got that one Super Bowl right doesn't mean you can ride it out.
0: <laughs> XXVII, I, 27, baby.
1: XXIV, <laughs> 24. VI. Huh? VI. Six. Okay. Okay. You're getting it.
0: I just only know X, V, and I, though. If you throw in like a B or an A, I'd be like, this is too much like algebra for me. So back to Valentine's Day. Yeah,
2: so the there's two different Valentines that are being honored on February 14th, uh, both Christian martyrs. Uh, one is Valentine of Rome, uh, and the other is Valentine of Turney. Valentine of Rome was a priest in Rome. Uh, he would uh, minister and preach to the Christians who were a uh, minority group at the time, uh, very heavily prosecuted. Um, much like the early jews or the fucking current jews even current okay, <laughs> jews yeah just, <laughs> just jews just like period <laughs> jews. <laughs>
0: unfortunately <laughs> just jews period the
2: entire history yeah yeah uh people. but so that was in uh 269 and it was added to the calendar of saints by pope galatius the first in 496 um his tomb and his artifacts were kept around, kept in Rome and were used as a pilgrimage type thing for up until like the middle ages when they moved them to a different cathedral. Yeah. They scattered uh, his Basidus. pelvis bone
0: around the uh, Midwest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so
0: don't make that face. any. that's what they do. They take bones of saints and they scatter them around a different Catholic churches to put in the altar.
2: They do. The they do. Yes. You yeah, go to it's... any
0: Catholic church and there's, you go to the big table, they don't want you to go up to it, but if you but go up there, to there's it, there's a bone in, in
2: there somewhere there's bones in there, or some fleck of the wood that's claimed to be from the cross or something of that nature.
0: They get very upset if you try and lick it.
2: yes, do not try and lick it uh, which as as a chemist, uh, up until like the early nineteenth centuries, when you made a new discovery or new compound, one of the th- one of the tests you did was you tasted it to see what it tasted like so mm. I don't I mean i as a chemist, I'm very upset that they get mad at me when I try to lick their bones. But
0: Yeah, the real bone licker over here, we're Alex Mackley. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call Any, me that. <laughs> and with the us, as always, is Ryan Burke and the bone licker, Alex <laughs> Mackley. <laughs> <laughs> we got the post and the uh, bone licker. Uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, um, we will talk about The Simpsons eventually. Trust me. I know it's six minutes and we're, we'll
2: get to it. We're a little ishish today,
1: but we're discussing the origins of Valentine's and Michael, You said that there was
0: two different saints that it's based off of. I would say that there's extra because you have to think of all the mobsters that were killed on the St. Valentine's day massacre. They They probably greased the wheels enough. They put in enough money that they became saints too. Yeah. You know how the popes love their money.
2: Yeah. yeah. Popes do love their money. Yeah. Um, it was those, those Catholics, they like their money, and they like to diddle.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Next! <laughs> okay, but so, uh, so, so he was martyred. Mr. Mr. St. Valentine was a priest of Rome who was imprisoned for uh, scurring, which means to give assistance or aid. So he was aiding and assisting the Christians. Um, it's then said...
0: Uh, Wait, he was killed that- for assisting...
2: Yes. So Claudius was so the emperor at the time was so impressed by Valentine and the discussions they were having and he had tried to attempt him to convert him to Roman paganism to save his life. But Valentine refused and tried to convert Claudius to Christianity instead. Because mm. of this he was executed.
0: Yes, the old catch 22. I yep. try and convert you, you try and convert me. We just end up switching religions and then going back to trying to convert each other.
2: Yeah. But so then the story goes that he was imprisoned to be executed and that the jailer's daughter was blind and that he cured the daughter's blindness in the name of, you know, in the name of Jesus. And then the jailers and his entire household actually convert to Christianity and get baptized.
0: Imagine if it was like he didn't actually cure his the blindness he's like come here sweetie you got some muck on your eyes come here you got b- a bunch of mud on your eyes just wipe mud off your eyes I'm like it's a miracle i can see again <laughs> mama papa come quick <laughs> <laughs> but okay so there's a second valentine's yeah, so
2: it's not until about the it's since the eight hundreds it's been on the Catholic Saint calendar, but it doesn't really start to take off as a popular religion in modern days until like the eighteenth century. Um, and that was uh, in part because of the uptick of like court courtly love type deals and the. Uh, Showing shit like that and the aristocracy and people, the regular folk wanting to kind of follow suit and be like them.
0: Mm. So, uh, so you're saying it's in part to do with uh, old courting tunes?
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Froggy went to yeah. court and he did right on home.
2: Yeah. So, about, it was about on the 14th or 15th century that Valentine's Day starts to get associated with romantic love and partnership. Mm. Um, and, yeah, that's when courtly love was flourishing and like the romantic you know knight saving a princess type stuff was very big um and then in the uh 18th century it grew into the what we know that today with flowers candies chocolates greeting cards uh and then kind of stayed with us since then Bringing us to a cult, such cultural relevance that it has multiple Simpsons episodes.
0: Yes, and uh, that's perfect. With the you said the greeting cards or the Valentine's cards came in about what time?
2: Uh, the eight or eight, yeah, eighteenth century is when the traditional uh, presentation of Valentine's Day, as we are aware of it now, became right
0: about when they figured out how to make paper. And they're like, we can turn these into cards yeah right i want to i want to tell someone i choo choo choose them uh but yeah that perfectly takes us right to the simpsons valentine's day episode extravaganza uh the first episode being what
1: because we're doing them in order season four episode 15 i love lisa the most classic
2: and it's from the classical
0: era by frank Nula. yeah i like that i just he hasn't, i don't think he's come up as a writer yet in anything we've covered but what a fucking name that's like one of the people you always say first and last name like hey frank mula come here you got to meet my friend frank mula he's the best or maybe the short name would be like mula come on come on frank mula get over here yeah mula frank mula <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah very very iconic episode
1: Lisa feels pity for Ralph then the class are all giving on each other Valentine's cards and Ralph does not receive one Poor Ralph poor, poor so Ralph. so Lisa gives him one she feels bad for him
0: and uh, I don't know if you guys caught this but in the episode she actually like erases another name off of the card before writing Ralph on it yeah so, like it was not even intended for him an
2: afterthought
1: but because so, because of her doing this, Ralph develops a little crush on her. Which a
0: little I, crush.
1: I don't know if you guys know or realize that or seen this, but uh, it's a later I've episode that, that Lisa references. A a bad lo- It's a bad love gone r- wrong. One of the episode, a future episode, and she references this p- specific episode.
0: Really. Was it like a future iteration and she was actually like married to Ralph? Yes. I mean, how many different iterations have we seen of uh, Lisa in the future being married to someone?
2: It's almost always Ralph, Nelson or Milhouse.
0: Ralph, Nelson, Mil- Milhouse, and then uh, the, the rich English dude uh, from Lisa's Wedding that we covered in depth on the
1: predictions episodes,
0: which are still coming out. Be ready for more.
1: (laughs) The
2: predictions don't stop.
1: But Lisa gives the famous card to Ralph saying, I
0: choo-choo-choose you. You choo-choo-choose me? What's the story behind the card?
1: According to the showrunner, Al Jean, that he received that exact card when he was in third grade.
0: And it, like oh, I LG guess the story Ralph? goes is that it, it was also a pity, like, Valentine. Like, like, he knew that it was a pity thing, and he and he pitched it to, I don't know if he pitched it straight to Frank Moolah, but uh he pitched it as an idea to someone, and they're like, oh, that's got some legs, let's work on that. And then it became iconic as fuck. So basically, Al Jean is Ralph Wiggum. And why did they have this guy as showrunner for the last 20 years? (laughs) (laughs) Family guy is funny. We should do stuff like that.
1: I mean... Quiet, throughout the series i don't know if you've noticed but ralph started off as kind of like intelligent and then as it progressed he became the dumb Dumber guy.
0: and yeah. dumber and same with like all the characters had certain aspects in the beginning and then they just got funneled and whittled down to one main thing uh like yeah Ralph wasn't so much super, super. I mean, he did glue his head to his shoulder in this episode. So that's like teeing up the ball for the next uh, 32 seasons or no, the uh, 28 seasons.
1: Uh, and when they're making the, uh, the, the mailbox cards or the, the cardboard boxes for their Valentines, Miss mm-hmm. Hoover's like, all right, everyone pull out your, your, uh, crayon or your glue. And Ralph's like, I don't have any glue. Okay, pull out your red crayons. or Your crayons. I don't have any crayons. I ate mine. <laughs> <laughs> What's the thing where Lisa's like, um,
0: like, all right, class, like, let's put together your card boxes, and she's like, Miss Hoover, isn't this just busy work? And she's like, You betcha.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of quotes of the the episode, did you guys uh, catch the Krusty the Clown one?
0: Oh, during the 29th anniversary show. Yeah,
1: yeah. John, you you know it. You do the so. good crusty voice. Hey, hey, kids. Don't forget to watch my 29th anniversary show featuring
0: clips of, uh, like this one, of Sideshow Mel. Whacked out on the wowie sauce. And then it shows the video. Everybody's
2: always kissing your... Why, why did he get, like, Eastern European? Why did he, that, <laughs> was, that was good. <laughs> keep going. That that it. Was all right, it dude, almost started go. off good and then rolled into bad real quick. <laughs>
0: like... He, he got like he's, he's, like, running straight towards Apu immediately out of the gate. <laughs> no, do it again. It was good. You're the being more theatrical.
2: That, that's, that's what I was trying to do, but it very quickly turned into something, like, East, half Eastern European, half <laughs> Indian accent. It was very, very hodgepodge. Sanjay... <laughs> Everybody's always kissing your ass. Again, I can't Just stuck in the back of my throat.
0: Everybody's always kissing your ass. Well, I'm not afraid
1: to tell you. You're a... Beep. And this is the first episode that the censor bleep was meant to use uh, or portray profanity.
0: Are you saying that there was a bleep before that wasn't made to portray profanity?
1: Well, he didn't say the swear word. They just put a beep there. And that was the first episode that they did that. Instead of swearing, it's a, hey, you know what the word is. We're not going to say it because then our ratings would go up in terms (laughs) of like the uh, uh, TV rating.
0: Yeah, uh, so here's what I want to know. What do you think Krusty was talking about when he said Sideshow Mal was whacked out on Wowie sauce? What is Wowie sauce to you? And I want individual answers. I'm going to start with um, you there with the uh, homeless chic to you, Mr. Oh, Macklin. that's me.
2: That's me. That's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wowie sauce. But, okay, um, I'm not sure because we're... We're talking uncrust um, does does um so they want him to watch the twenty-ninth anniversary show.
0: Seven seconds.
2: <laughs> so we're in the mid nineties. So this is sometime in the late seventies, early it's got um it's um I'm, I'm I wanna say cocaine.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh you there with the um I wish I had more money to live closer to LA kind of look to you. I'm sorry.
1: That was, that was was completely off of my character. I hate LA, but I'll answer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I should have said,
0: uh, uh, you, who looks like you wish you made more money to live closer to the beach.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, uh, uh, a, 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 cocktail beverage think so i'm going with like a tropical fruit drink and wow oh. you sauce yeah i um but do
0: you guys want to call on me and say something no i don't
2: care what you have to say johnny well, i'm gonna say audience. it either way i was just gonna
0: get <laughs> offer you to be like you there with the blah blah blah
2: um what i i, I just try this not is why i'm the host guys <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh I'm just kidding. Uh, The Wowie sauce, I would say, because of the reaction, I would say is some sort of, like, really strong liquor that may be mixed with some sort of other thing because it looks like he is a little sloshed and his inhibitions have completely went away.
1: Sounds like alcohol. Uh... Think about it from a, a, a kids entertaining perspective you can't say liquor you can't say alcohol you can't say uh, drinks daddy's drink you say the you wowie. Can't say sauce. mushroom tea mixed with hard liquor because whiskey. wowie wowie sauce is what a kid would say when their parent does something irrational wow wowie what huh wowie sauce or that would be something that you would tell your kid uh don't
0: pay attention to dad. He's on his wowie sauce. We jumped from the the uh Lisa giving the card to Ralph to the 29th anniversary. Uh but Ralph did uh offer to walk Lisa home and uh you know just like Typical Ralph thing, just, like, really awkward. It's like, eh, do you like stuff? And then Lisa was trying to be so nice, which is, like, a really... We'll talk about, like, real-world elements of this episode. That is definitely one of them. Having, like, the weird kid be nice to you, but still be weird, and you're just like, yeah, totally, yeah, okay, well, this is my house, I gotta go, and then, like, run inside, uh... There's there's a lot of real real world elements to this kind of thing.
1: That's cuz we were the weird kids.
0: Yeah. I mean I was not I was we were none of us were Ralph. I mean I talk shit about Mackley until the day I die and he was never as weird as Ralph. Thank you. I took this fucking dude on a fucking family vacation. I would have never took Ralph Wiggum on a family vacation ever.
2: Well, you're I mean you're Barton on the millhouse. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You do still have my soul, which I need to get back. It's really...
2: Again, there's a reason that I've been hanging on to it. I needed you to make sure that you were going to get to your 30s first. I didn't need you so wasting so that shit in your
0: 20s. I'll trade you 8% stock in the Dojo show for my soul. And then I'll trade Nine it back quarter. for a sandwich.
2: Nine and a quarter.
0: How about this? I'll order you food and have it delivered to your house.
2: Deal you get yourself
0: back when was the last time you had a meal i mean come on (laughs) uh okay so so yeah so ralph's being weird he has a crush on lisa but you know another real word thing how weird is it the first time you're like i like this girl like how do i talk to a girl Um, i
2: still have problems with that
1: as do i so
0: (laughs) well you know you got to (laughs) take more than johnny here (laughs) no i actually don't have i got lucky i don't have to worry about it anymore (laughs) (laughs) i don't have to schmooze or all i have to do is like not fuck up (laughs) you want to go out for dinner you want to go watch a movie it's no it's actually terrible it's horrible and it's very difficult to manage uh but it is worth it once you get it um But, I mean, there is the handing out Valentine's Day cards at school. You guys remember that, right? Oh, yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I was in school, you had to bring a Valentine for for every single person in the class. No exceptions. Nothing. Yeah. You had to. And, like, you know, that's going back to, like, you know, our parents' age people been like, oh, you kids with your participation trophies. You are the ones who decided that to be a thing. <laughs> you are the ones who decided that we need to give a Valentine to every kid. Right? So why are you blaming us? Like, why why are you blaming why are you blaming the generation that you raised that does not look good on? You're, you're you?
2: essentially you're essentially admitting that you're failed parents at that point. Like
0: <laughs> Or just a failed generation of people, because yeah. it's not all parents.
2: That's yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, like, if you are literally shitting on the generation that you raised and not seeing how ironic it is, then I think you just need to go listen to more Alanis Morissette songs.
1: Okay. So this episode aired in, what, 93? So this was prior to all of our experiences in school. So, like you guys are saying, this episode happened in a lifetime that we were not aware of true
2: except through stories
1: but you know what it was is this was the
0: generation that was speaking to our parents and it was like hey you remember when you were in school and you didn't get any valentines from anyone and you felt like a big old turd on a table with no friends yeah and then you become a parent and then you're telling the teachers well, I don't think it's appropriate uh, to not give a Valentine to every kid. It's like, I don't know, like my son, just because he can't throw the ball from the pitching mound to the catcher doesn't mean he shouldn't be a pitcher on the team. I just think it needs to be fair across the whole team. I don't know Stuff like that. It's like the, the whole Valentine's to everyone thing draws a, a perfect line to participation trophies and all that, which I have no problem with. Other people complain about it. And it's always the people that were a part of the generation that made it happen. And how dare you, how dare you put that on us?
1: I'll complain about it. And I'm not part of that generation. I think it's stupid as hell. Ryan, you played football when you were younger. Yeah. You probably got a trophy for nothing. Yeah.
0: I played baseball, did the same thing. I well, didn't give a fuck about it. <laughs> I th- I the only track. reason, the only reason like I was excited to go to like the, the trophy ceremony Was because we usually got like some sort of snack or something, like some chips or a a piece of candy or something. I didn't care about the trophy. I don't, I don't, uh, do you remember putting all your trophies in your room and be like, when having friends over, be like,
1: look at my my trophy accomplishments.
0: Look at what I've
1: accomplished. You're asking someone who never graduated college. I don't give a fuck about certificates or certifications or. Well, the question <laughs> was the question yeah,
0: was coming from dropout right
1: here too <laughs> like,
0: the, the the question was coming from someone who barely graduated high school so i think it's coming from a right place <laughs> <laughs> nah. it was all it was all that damn math if it wasn't for that damn math i would have been fine oh, uh, i did graduate subjects. though well why didn't you let me cheat off you we were never Johnny because I was in the fucking honors classes see that's why you never have your kid do honors classes because they're only going to go to college and drop out anyways (laughs) pretty much have your kids do the, the 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 main classes and then just like make money off of doing homework for their friends that don't like school teach your child business at an early age take their skills monetize it
1: and make sure they get a valentine's day card
0: joining the show well there's a few ways you can support the show first one being if you know someone who might like us let them know you can like and share our content online that really helps get us in front of more people and lastly you can now check us out on patreon patreon is a membership platform that connects content creators like us with fans and supporters like you guys and in that way you can help us grow the show even larger than what it is now you can go search the Doe show to find out about our membership tiers and their special benefits that go along with them and on to the next of the Valentine's episodes of The Simpsons, which is season 10, episode 14, I'm with Cupid. Uh, obviously a playoff of I'm with Stupid. Uh, and it's written by Dan Greeny or Grainy. Or groin it could be groiny, with you know, Matt Graining being grainy. It looks like groining. This could be greeny, it could be groiny. Who knows? So this episode is, I mean. It starts with, well, it doesn't necessarily. It starts off with Bart is in bed and he's like, Mom, I want you to help me with my project. Uh, it's due tomorrow. It's a very relatable thing. But my parents would have been like, Get fucked. Uh, so Marge has to go to the Quickie Mart to buy supplies and Apu sells her, um, what is it, paper mache mix, um, pig intestines, different things like that. And uh, they get to talking. And Marge says, whenever you have time off work, you should come over to our house for dinner. And Apu says, no, no, no. You hosted our wedding. We should have you over for dinner. And then uh, so Apu and Manjula invite the Simpsons to their house for dinner.
1: Oh, I got a question for you, John, since you know, you're know you the one in the relationship and you're the one who... Uh, oh, God, Johnny's a relationship just expert had just current, or previously said that it's easy being in a relationship. Now, have you ever done any of these, uh, what you would consider a couple's dinner?
0: Um, not as far as like a, you know, oh, we should go on a double date. Let's both of us couples meet up at this restaurant and have dinner. Never that, but we have definitely... Met friends who are also couples and just had a good time hanging out with them, maybe going to like a show or something like that.
2: When was the last time you guys were over for dinner with my parents?
0: Oh, I mean, since we moved out. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But we do have friends, Zach and Katie, uh, that we would go up in the city, stay at their house. We would go to Riot Fest every year. And uh, I mean, that's about, uh, that's, a three-week, or not three-week, I'm sorry, three-day double date, I guess, if you would say. Um, okay, yeah, I so, mean, so you've
1: done it. You've done it.
0: Yeah, in a certain way. It's not so much as like you do what you would think of like, oh, we should go on a double date. Because people have said that before, and I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. And then we get home, and I look at Veronica, and she's like,
1: uh. So it's a mutual, uh sometimes
0: because like you know going to like a concert or hanging out with friends that's different than like going and sitting down sitting down to dinner and
1: getting to know each other and the people that ask
0: the people that ask you that are always the people that don't really know you that well and they're just looking to which I'm, i'm cool with making friends but like going out to dinner is not the best way to make friends with me and veronica um or anyone else for that matter. I don't think that'd be a great way to, like, we need to meet other couples. Let's ask people to go out to dinner with us.
1: Or have them over to eat. Such have as Have them over Apu. to eat,
2: yeah. I, I mean... Just like Apu and Manjula.
0: Did uh, Apu and Manjula, did they do the whole thing when they come into the house and be like, oh, sorry for the mess? No, they did. They're Not necessarily, sorry for the mess, but it was like uh, uh, Marge and Manjula went back and forth like, oh, you must think my house is so dirty compared to yours. And Marge is like, no, you must think that my house is dirty compared to yours. And uh, Manjula says, how about we both agree to feel shameful shameful about our houses? And Marge (laughs) is like, okay.
2: Beautiful compromise. Absolutely beautiful.
0: I mean, how many times it was... uh, how many times you have people over to your house and it's like, oh, sorry for the mess.
2: That's one of the reasons why we didn't have people, though, very frequently.
0: <laughs> I feel like those people that you have to say that to,
2: I got I did not get my that's ADD like a gauge of friendship. Nowhere. Yeah, I didn't get my but, ADD from nowhere. So
0: it's like a like a, doing that. It's like a gauge of friendship and like trustworthiness. Like if you're going to say, oh, sorry for the mess or if you're going to just be like, man, eh, fuck it, they know. I know they're not judging me on it. I don't have to say anything about it. Yeah. But yeah, so they uh, so they bring them over for dinner. Before they have dinner, uh, Apu plays a little record, a little uh, romantic record. Was it, like Frank Sinatra or some shit like that? No, that's racist is what that is. They didn't play that. They played uh, the concert for Bangladesh, though.
2: Yeah. Well, wasn't it – didn't they play – didn't he start – Started off playing and like it sounded like that, and he's like, Oh, sorry, wrong speed, and turned it to the proper speed, and it was just yeah, yeah. Yeah. Music.
0: yeah, a Short little joke, but I thought it was funny. But then they actually get to the dinner.
2: Yeah. Which uh Apu says a nice little prayer over. Good rice, good curry good Gandhi, let's hurry. And uh this is actually a reference to a uh prayer that Homer does in the Ullman shorts where he goes, Good drink, good meat, good God, let's eat. a nice little fun little callback.
0: Did you ever have that like uh in any place you went cuz like uh Macle your family is relatively uh religious and you would yeah. be in religious like situations did you ever have like people say legit grace and then also people do like the funny grace
2: my family we weren't uh like a grace sayer at our dinner um but on like youth retreats and shit like that, we had fun little like goofy fucking uh, like songs that we'd do for grace for food. Like one of them was uh, to the Superman, old Superman. Da- so it'd be thank you God for giving us food. Thank you God for giving us food for the people that we meet and the something that we eat. Thank you God for giving us food. Da-da-da-da. And we do, like, putting our arms up in the air, flying like we're Superman as we're singing it. Um, but then for Thanksgiving, we would always do uh, at my house. Uh, that was, like, most of the family parties, my one aunt, who actually today is her birthday. She has passed away from cancer. Uh, happy happy birthday, 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 passed
0: away, aunt.
2: But, uh She would always be the one that hosted all the family parties. She married into money, so they had room and cool stuff. And we would... Uh, the drunk Irish Catholic family of that side would then leech off of my nice rich uncle on that side. It was very nice. But for Thanksgiving, we would do, so they did a big
0: long grace Yeah,
2: on Thanksgiving. We would do it at my house and we'd do, uh, it was more my dad's side of the family than my mom's usually one of my mom's sisters would come in or something. But the one year, uh, I mean, my dad would always do a grace, nice big grace. Um, but these rolls came out of the fucking oven and they looked so fucking good. I just couldn't help myself so as my dad's fucking saying grace I'm sitting there fucking
0: sneaking sneaking
2: rolls in my mouth and I'm like my mouth is stuffed and like it's falling out and like everyone's starting to like like (coughs) laugh and my dad just keeps praying louder and louder (laughs) and louder (laughs) thank you
0: god amen Thank you, God, for my son who is not misbehaving right now. <laughs>
2: so ever since then, uh, they've been colloquially turned uh, phrased uh, prayer rolls by my family now. Oh, of
1: course,
2: and that's just like the fucking like Hawaiian king rolls, something like
1: that. <laughs> I mean, anytime you're sitting around a table with family or people, uh, you're getting to know. I guess, like we're talking about, things yeah. get weird you you find out some information you don't necessarily want to know. Yeah. And these were friends.
0: They were friends. They've known they the the Simpsons hosted their wedding and even at that dinner shit got weird. Yeah. Now you want to go out with some random couple that is a coworker at Texas uh Roadhouse
2: this past Saturday when I went in to get coffee at my little coffee shop that I go to every morning right downstairs I fucking I'm sitting there. Some random lady like pops in, sits down next to me and she starts talking. And within a minute and a half, she's into a conversation about how she's in Florida, but like not bad Florida. You know, it's like an enclave. It's gated. We don't let in minorities. So there's no criminals there. And I just like just started saying some really racist shit right off and the it, back. And me. it I'm got like, weird. What about me? Looks like. Uh, this guy wants to hear about some
0: racist shit right now. <laughs> I, I know hear, exactly I what it is about Mexican you. Taco. I'm like, but that's a, a oh conversation God. for a different time. But yeah, things get fucking weird sometimes.
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying.
0: And then that's what happened at uh uh Apu's house. I was gonna try and say his last name, but I can't. So you were saying, Ryan, things got weird.
1: They started fighting. Started fighting. Why did they start fighting? Was because uh Manjula found out that Apu has been lying about the standardized American work week. Yes. Marge
0: uh kind of threw him under the bus unintentionally not knowing.
1: So Manjula ends this uh she ends up feeling like Apu is trying to avoid her.
0: Yeah, and she says when Marge says, like, well, yeah, Homer works like like, I mean, he doesn't work the weekends, and she's like, week-ends? Ends?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, Apu, you told me that working 18 hours a day, six to seven days a week was what you had to do in America. And they start fighting, and then uh, they're like, uh, we should close the door. And they just close the bead curtain (laughs) separating them from the fucking dining room.
2: And they're they're speaking to each other in uh, Hindi. And then Homer's like, I think I'm starting to get the hang of it. This
0: means that I think this word means spaceship. uh, 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 He's like, uh, Marge is like, I think we should go. He's like, oh, I'm not missing a word of this. You don't know what they're saying. Well, I started to figure it out. I think Sala means Jerk and Manjula is some sort of spaceship. <laughs> but also, credit to uh, uh, Hank Azaria, who is doing Apu, and I don't know who did Manjula this episode, but credit to both of them, because when they were speaking, you said Hindi?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, they were actually speaking Hindi. It was, like, legitimate translation. They weren't bullshitting it, which, like, good on them. So, like, yeah. I love it's not easy to, like, you know, read a new language. I don't like that,
2: let alone in, like, a different voice.
1: <laughs> and to bring it back to the topic of the episode, this happens a week before Valentine's Day. Ouch. So uh, Poo is is... He's in the doghouse. Dog yeah. He is scraping for ideas right now, so... I mean, if I were to
0: relate it to, like, me having a lady... I did something like that. Yeah, that'd be a week before Valentine's Day. That means like you got to do something big. You got to do something big enough to impress the lady and also just take their mind off of all the horrible things you've done recently.
1: (laughs) It's a big thing in relationships.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The redirect attention.
1: (laughs) What what does Apu decide to do to redirect that attention? He
0: decides to do a seven-day... Uh love gift a thon to Manjula. And so it like starts the with the Christmas. uh it starts with the the a lot less birds. The the no, it's the personal article in the newspaper with the poem. Yeah. And that's what no, I explains. Just, I, I said
2: I was like, it's the twelve days of Christmas, but with less birds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no birds were given.
0: Um so
1: he has oh, no, there is one
0: bird. There's one. Oh, there is one bird. You're right. There is a bird. Uh, So Bart is reading through the personal ads and he sees the poem, right? Yeah. And then he also sees an ad for uh, Mayor Quimby looking for a cheerleader type. And then after that, he's like someone looking for suction. And then Marge is like, oh, look at this. That's when she finds the poem for Manjula is like, yeah, you know, seven days of gifts, whatever. The first gift, would you say the first gift was the poem or that was the start of the gift?
1: That was the start of the gift, but yeah, that's the first gift. That's the, hey, I'm about to do this.
0: But there's more than seven gifts, so maybe that's not
1: one. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. There are more. Maybe that's the introduction.
0: Yeah, I think that's the intro to the seven-day gift-a-thon. Because the first one is when Marge and Manjula are playing badminton? No. No, it was before that. Uh, She talks about how uh, Apu covered their bed in wild Yeah, you're
1: 100% right. That's when they're playing badminton.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. And then soon after, you get the second gift of the seven.
1: Yes, where the bird flies up to Manjula's shoulder, a parrot, to be exact, And sing somehow, because... Do you know what species of parrot?
0: Uh, I think it was a grand macaw. Sure. (laughs) Do you know what song it sang? Because I don't. Then why
1: the hell did you ask that question?
0: I thought, well, this guy's over here throwing out different information
1: like he knows things. Maybe he knew that. Don't ask the question if you don't know the answer.
0: All right. (laughs) Uh so yeah trained a bird to sing to her was the second we'll say gift. Then the third
1: Oh my god I this one is hilarious. One of the funniest. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a just, just giant giant uh heart-shaped box truck loaded to her and inside is a chocolate covered apu. Yeah, it's
0: a chocolate husband with him as the filling. And then, like she's like, "Oh, it's a big chocolate! It's a chocolate husband!" And you just like, "Help! Yeah, I cannot breathe!" <laughs> she smashes it open. And like, I have nougat in my ear, and uh, I have a nut in my eye. <laughs> Great delivery from uh, Mister Azaria. But then the next one uh, was only talked about through
1: through the grapevine it was a reveal through the grapevine
0: yes and uh manjula got to go see uh bohem which is a four-act opera
1: and that was discovered as uh mr wiggum was trying to get intimate with (laughs) yeah miss clancy sarah sarah oh sarah he's cost ten dollars a pill $10 $10 a pill, Sarah.
0: Sarah, uh, usually after three or four of my shitty jokes, you're all over me. Manjula got to go see Bohem. Come on, Sarah, they're $10 a pill.
1: Great joke. <laughs>
0: yeah. It just, oh,
1: man. Flew over my head as a kid, but now as an adult, oh, yeah, I'm totally. like, ah.
0: Oh. And now it's like, now it's even like, like the fact that he did it, he took the pill before knowing that anything was going to happen. And then also him being upset that like $10 is a lot of money. It's like, Oh, come on. It's $10.
1: Now throughout this, this is kind of where the town starts to not grow. hate. grow the men of the town, start to grow hatred towards Apu's gift giving. They start to become in jealousy. Yes.
0: They all, uh, they all round up
1: at Moe's. Yes, they're all in Moe's discussing how they're making them look bad and how they're going to do something about it.
0: You know, honestly, Moe is making mad money at this point because every single male person from Springfield is in Moe's bar and they all have a drink in their hand, including... Dr. Hibbert. I've never seen him. Dr. Hibbert was drinking and also two uh, 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 officers on duty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, you had Lou and Eddie were there in uniform, drinking
1: with beers in hand.
0: Well, that would mean they were drinking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're they're all pissed off about it, and uh, so Homer's like, yeah, we need to do something about this, and like, what is the issue and uh. Doctor Hibbert's like, "Well, I guess it should be us. Uh, you know, maybe we should have paid more attention to our women." And Flanders is like, "Yeah, I should have." Been. And Humber's like, "No, it's not us. It's it's not a, it's not to blame on us. It's to blame on Pooh. He's making us look bad." And then that's when they say, "Yeah, you know, blah blah blah. I mean, I guess uh Moe's uh stocky uh, pushed him back to 200 feet." Oh, that's like, not that's right. Too Mo. <laughs> that's, that's too far. That's not fun. right. <laughs> But yes, so then you hear the commotion from outside, and you uh, see.
1: Well, this is a point where the uh, the male population of Springfield starts to form their famous mob.
0: Well, they they pop outside of Mo's bar because they hear the the the,
1: the, the 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 horse carriage coming past. Yeah, so it's a, it's a a horse carriage with Apu and Manjula being ridden, connected to a lovely. St- dream quartet on a trailer playing to them and then that was hitched to
0: their bed i don't know if it's their bed or a bed with flowers on it
1: like a a bouquet of flowers
0: yeah and then after that who says it uh was it mo i think it was yeah He's oh, like, they even ah, got the miss- Shriners. Oh. No, no. All they're missing is the Shriners. And then all of a sudden, all the old people, like, uh, you know, you got Grandpa and all Jasper. the old people from the place. Jasper. Uh, and they're driving the three Shiner cars with their little fuzz hats and the cars spell out, or not spell out, but the first car says Apu and then loves Manjula. And it's just like, you know, this the this, this sword in the side of all these Springfieldian males. and They're like, how do we keep up with this? We were already pissed off. And now, you know, that's just a slap in the face.
1: And this brings us to the climax or turning point of the story, I would say.
0: Which is fucking funny. This whole part of the episode is funny as hell.
1: They they, they find, or they think that he is going to have Elton John perform a, a song for Minjula?
0: Well, they chase him. No, at first they chase him down. They're following him. They, they're they in the car with like uh, Chief Wiggum and they're like doing a stakeout and they're trying to figure out what he's going to do next so they can stop it. And uh, they go all over the place. They think it's a bunch of different things. And then they find out that, uh, well, they see Elton John. They think that he's going to do something like that. And then they find out he's going to do skywriting. So then Homer jumps in and, and ruins that plan. Starts fighting the guy in the air. Classic
2: classic biplane fucking fight scene
0: which is very like you know wacky like kind of almost a little family guy ish with like yeah. the chicken guy uh but fights the guy in the air and then it ends up spelling i love and then like a random shape it looked like a star uh but the best the, one of the funniest parts about the episode was all of the women in springfield trying to them for yeah them. Interpret it like uh i love you angel Maud was like yeah. ned always calls me angel. angel and then sarah wiggum was like poppin fresh, fresh.
2: <laughs> that was my favorite part was the fucking mrs wiggum
0: like, fucking clancy just calls his wife uh poppin'. like a yeah like a, a sweet name after like popcorn <laughs> and then uh edna was funny it's like uh i love you Edna Kay, it's a little run-in, but it's there. It's there. (laughs) And then Marge couldn't figure it out. And then all of a sudden, Homer lands in in perfect form with a fucking mouthful of roses. roses. as he's swinging around the fucking clothesline.
1: Because he had been dragged through a rose field. Yeah,
0: because he tried to fucking kill the fucking pilot who was doing the air riding. The guy was like, you'll kill us all. He's like, Correction. I'll kill us both. And then he continues to kick the fucking thing off the airplane.
1: And then this leads us to our final, what I would consider a gift from Apu, right? Which would be. I would also
0: consider, unless you want to. eh,
1: Which eh. would be the concert for Melton John, which was like a bonus gift.
0: On top of the, the Quickie Mart, which as you remember has the big garden. And he closed the quickie mart. You, it, it zooms in to the door of the quickie mart with the close sign on it. And then it pans up and you hear the music. And uh, Manjula is just, she's beside herself. She's like, you closed the quickie mart for me.
2: I was about to say, and I think that is the single most important gift that Apu does is the entire reason that he had to go through all these grand gestures is because he didn't close the quickie mart and worked all week. And now he's finally closed the quickie mart for his wife.
0: And even when they had dinner, uh, they they mentioned that Sanjay was running the quickie mart, and Apu was like visually like worried about it because you know as much as he like works, he does care about the quickie mart. You know that's that's his fucking baby. That's his job.
1: That's a good point, though, that Alex made is you know maybe Valentine's Day. Is more than just a bunch of stupid gifts. Maybe it's more about spending time with the people you love.
0: All right. And that's been the episode. I'm going to go hang out with my fiance. <laughs> no, she's not even home. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's not so much about the gifts that you give. It's about the friends that you made along the way.
1: As they uh, discuss over a squishy champ or a champagne squishy, I'm sorry.
0: Champagne squishy. That should get you pretty darn hammered. <laughs> Obviously, Elton John guest yeah. starred. He sang, uh, what was the song? If I was a baddie, but then again, no. in a strawberry show. <laughs> if I was a blueberry. I would say no. I don't know the words. Yeah, but he sings a song and makes it about a poo, and it's a very sweet, a very nice ending to the episode. Everything gets closed up in a nice, wrapped up in a nice little bow. Uh, he's had who didn't he have one of the Beatles up on the rooftop too? Uh, Paul or McCartney. His,
2: yeah, Paul. Yeah, he's had he, some pretty uh, big names up on the uh, rooftop garden.
0: It was when Lisa became a vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah And Apu first showed her Buddhist. the garden, and she was up there, and uh, Paul McCartney was up there. He's like, "Yeah, sometimes I come here to think <laughs> but uh one one actually thing- one, one of the interesting things about that
2: then is during the Beatles' heyday, they went to India and learned Zatar with uh, zatar George Master. Harrison.
0: Yeah. George Harrison and learned how to play sitar from uh, Ravi Shankar. So,
2: what's interesting about that? I've done some research on this. Um, is that so? Like, what? So, you learn the guitar, and the way that the master or the student becomes a master is the master sits there and literally just makes mouth noises at him down and they have to go down. And once they go through and they all hit everything, then the master's like, Hey, you understand sound. <laughs>
1: That's interesting as fuck.
2: Yeah. So again, then that kind of makes sense that you know, one of the Beatles is going to be hanging out of the Indian guy's place because he went over there and learned from him. Like,
0: yeah. Uh, one uh, honorable mention from this episode is uh, there's one Valentine's Day card that Homer gets for Marge, and he reads it. He's like, "You're appealing. Let's never split." And he opens it up and he just laughs. He's like, a monkey card and then he st- he has a handful of rejects and he just stuffs it back into the fucking uh display thing but uh so Ryan do you know the part of that song that uh he changed for Apu?
1: <laughs> just like- the ending it's funny now that you mention that um we we watched this episode the other day together and as we were watching it John you had asked me do you think Elton John actually like re recorded this? And as he said yeah. that, I was like, just listen, just wait. Yeah. So, and then it's
0: like, if in this song is from my poo, if I was a sculptor, huh, then again, no, or a man who makes potions in a traveling show, I know it's not much. But it's the best I can do. My gift is my song and this one's from my poo. (laughs) Is
1: that it? (laughs) That's it. That's what he said.
0: All Right. The real world element of this one is just uh, comparing yourself to others and feeling inadequate. And I think that's something that we all deal with, whether you're in a relationship or not, looking over to your neighbor and, Thinking, man, is always
2: greener on the other side.
1: No, I feel like that's the B real world element. The A real world element, like I had stated previous, is spending time with loved ones and not buying them shit. I think there's a dual reality element in this one.
0: You have to realize what your loved ones want. Do they want something tangible or do they just want your time? Because some people would just like a nice gift, something that shows that you're thinking about them. Other people, they would rather not have any gift and just have your personal time.
1: And those first people uh, you get rid of because they have no idea (laughs) what reality is.
0: I don't know. Sometimes people, it's like your love language. It can be gift-giving, whether that gift be a nice bracelet or... You know, some gas for your car so you don't have to worry about it, or like uh, paying for dinner one night. Like, you know, that can be gift giving. Some people, some people like uh, enjoy that as their favorite thing, but
1: you should pick up another language,
0: try to learn Spanish
1: no that's a.
0: Bienvenidos. Sh- you're, you're comparing you're, compa- show. you're
1: comparing buying stuff to a language and it's not right <laughs> we we have emotion and in language to express ourselves not to buy a, a good or a product that doesn't express anything that just gives somebody ever, uh, else money have you
0: actually never heard of the different love languages because like you were calling me out about uh relationship stuff if like you have to not have to, but like knowing this thing really helps with relationships. There's like a handful of different love languages. And just because you think one isn't right and one other one is for you doesn't mean that someone else isn't going to rather appreciate one than the other that doesn't match up with you. And whether that makes it to where like, I don't think I'll be right with this person or not, like, Some people like physical touch. Some people like gifts. Some people like time. Words of affirmation. Words of of affirmation. Acts of service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quality time, physical touch. Yeah. And those are the different things. And like you spend so much time with someone and you realize like you like these three things. I like these three things. Two of them match, but the other two are different. So it's like. You know, you kind of work around, and you. Biggest thing about a relationship is learning about them so well that you just like all the things about them, and the things you don't, you're like, yeah, that's a little thing compared to the rest of it. Finding the person you could just fucking chill with for the rest of your life, you could sit down and not do anything, not have to worry about anything. Well, that's not right. You still have to worry about a ton of shit. <laughs> That has been the episode of the Doe Show, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, because Valentine's Day is very important, and you know, if you can't love the one you want, then you should love the one you're with. (laughs) I'm absolutely just kidding. That is a horrible song and a horrible message. If you can't (laughs) love the one you want to love, then try a little harder, and if they maybe ask you to stay 200 feet away from them legally, maybe try to find someone else that you can love and be with.
2: (laughs) Put yourself out there, but don't be a stalker.
0: (laughs) Put yourself out there, but don't be a stalker. Don't be weird. Put on deodorant. Go find people in the places that you want to find people. Do you like pinball machines? You like playing pinball? Go find someone at a fucking pinball place. You like a certain kind of music, go to a concert, meet someone there. Don't go meet some random fucking broad at a bar and think, oh, this is going to be the one when you have no basis of relationship there.
1: Or some random jackass.
0: Or some random, I'm sorry, I'm being more just talking from a man's perspective. But (laughs) we're men. Go do things that you like and try and make friends there and then meet people through that. And then just then just
2: nurture and foster the connections, and eventually one will grow. Yeah, and
1: and nurture the one you have if you have it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest. If you if you got one, hold on to it. Don't ever let go. Don't ever <laughs> let it go. You will never you will never get that ever again. Now, there's some like fucking lady that's gonna be listening to this like with a black eye and be like. Right, I should stay. Like, no, no, leave, leave, leave now.
2: Don't accept their uh, yeah. Abuse is not a language of love.
0: Just remember that. No, abuse is not a language of love. If they have to apologize more than two times about anything like that, call it off. Call the fire department. They'll they'll help you.
2: The firefighters are good guys.
0: (laughs) Yes. I don't know if they would. I imagine if you call the fire department, you'd be like, "There's a fire." They'd show up and be like, no, he's actually just beating the shit on me.
2: Like, They'd be like, oh, oh we'll you're, put good. It out. Yeah, you you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, we'll put out that
0: fire. All right. On that happy note. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> this has been the uh, Doe Show. Wait. So long, everyone.